0: Sounds like audio crisp. This is the North End. This is the North End. Welcome to the North End Podcast, where three Canadians and an Englishman talk about English soccer. Uh, there's only a few of us here tonight. Mr. Polly is not able to join us, unfortunately, but we do have a Luke. Mr. Luke Connolly, how are you, sir?
1: I'm well. Did you m- momentarily forget my last name there? You did, didn't you?
0: No, I did, Was trying to figure out how to how to say it uh the way I wanted to say it. It was just, just thinking too much, you know. You did, you did well. It sounded I, it, came out, it, well it came well out it came out eventually. It came out eventually the right, yeah, right. Yeah, way. Well <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Convery, how are you, sir? I'm
2: good. I want to know uh if Luke had a good time camping this past week.
1: Boys, I wish I was uh as viable to the females in Toronto as I am to the mosquitoes in the provincial <laughs> parks. They fucking ate me alive. Like, yeah, Oh
0: god, I've never seen anything like it. Like your cold English blood, mate. That's what it. Man, you
1: know, what the fuck's going? Like, what the? Oh fuck? man, I was covered in this stuff. If I wore any more deet, I was I was like a flammable risk for the whole whole campsite. It was nuts, <laughs> mate. It was absolutely nuts. But uh, yeah, morning, night. But other than that, it was it was really beautiful. This country is obviously beautiful, and we saw a full moon sunset. Well, a full moon, obviously, in the evening over the water, and it was so bright. Like, it's beautiful, we, yeah. We could see like. Directly at each other, there was no darkness, that's like two in the morning. It went for a little swim. It was great. press
2: is added stuff, good stunning. stuff absolutely. well, we enjoyed some nice weather around here, but boys. We also enjoyed some football. Well, I did anyway. But uh,
0: I I enjoyed today, but the uh, previous days I did not enjoy at all. I've been I've been miserable for about four days. Well, I'm sure we'll get into oh, all. Right. I, oh, it's been hard. Had, I saw it's
2: him. I, saw, I was walking through the park, Luke, and I saw him. <laughs> and, and you know what? Maybe we'll hold off because he's got some comments. I'm sure. I don't know if he's changed his mind. I'm but sure he was.
1: has. Yes.
0: Right. No. No. They're they well. I'm kind of on the cusp now, Connie. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We, we will get. We will
2: get to all of this, guys.
0: We will. We'll will. All. Of Let's get into let's get into the scores then. Uh we're going to start with the uh well Connie, you go ahead, mate.
2: Yeah, man. We will start with Arsenal and Norwich. And gentlemen, if anyone needed a result, it was Arsenal and they got it and they thumped Norwich 4-0. Quick question to both of you. Is this a great result for Arsenal or are Norwich just as shit as we think they are?
0: Um yeah, I'll go first. I, I would say both. Are they yeah. mutually exclusive? I mean, I think yeah. I think Arsenal really needed this fixture in the state they were in. I think it was it suited it suited them to. Uh, I mean, they had a they had a good uh, good game in the FA Cup as well. So they were it, it's they're on an upward trajectory, and this is the right thing get a team to play in the Premier League. It's either them or Bournemouth, and you're you're good to go. Yeah, I would agree,
2: Luke. I, I don't know what you're saying. Th- I mean, like Norwich are terrible four 0 Could a bunch of teams have beat Norwich four 0 on the day? <sighs>
1: Villa, no. We could score two goals.
0: I'd be over the moon. But there's like uh, there's a couple teams that couldn't. But
1: there's a, there's a couple of teams. I really, I kind of do feel for Norwich. You know, I've always had a, a weird little soft spot for them. For the Canaries, they are a, a, a nice team. They're a, you know kind of a feel good story as well. But um, you know, they showed great potential. They can They absolutely bossed the championship. But it just shows you once again that. That massive step up. You know, their their players, Pookie looked great for, you know, what, seven or eight games, and then he faded off. Countwell seems to be unable to connect with him. And then, you know, they have good young talent there as well, but it just it just hasn't clicked for them. And I think I think they are well and truly defeated. There is there is no chance that Norwich are gonna come back. Like they are what, six points off?
2: Nineteenth. Oh no, they're they're done and 100 we'll, done. Well, we'll hold on because there is another Norwich game, and I, and I do want to bring up some scenes from that game. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Bournemouth hosting Newcastle. Newcastle four one beating. I don't know what to think about Bournemouth anymore. They are a very very poor team for me. Um, I I don't know. Uh, like what, when you guys think of Bournemouth, where is your head at? Like, is this a relegation team for you guys?
0: Yeah, I think so, man. I I mean they're they're playing, certainly playing like it. They just don't have they don't have any offense. They don't have an identity at all. They just look like a a shell of themselves to be honest cuz you know they they did have a couple seasons where they where they were uh playing at a pretty high level considering who was on their squad, but I just don't think they've aged well in the Premier League. I think it's uh no. it's due
1: no. Yeah, I think that's a. I think it's a really fair comment. Um, I think Ramsdale in goal is is too good for Bournemouth. I think he'll be gone. Um, other than that, though, who do you think Nathan Aki? Obviously, with. He, he'll probably go somewhere.
0: He's on um, loan, isn't he? From Chelsea, I think, or did they buy him? I think no, they bought him. They they did buy him.
1: I'm pretty sure Aki went. He's, yep. he's gone. But you know, other than that, you know, Joshua King up front really a lot better than he's showing right now. Dominic Dominic Solanke. Um, just a quick chat. Do you guys remember how good this kid was? Incredible. What are well, you so talking about on, on Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's incredible his fall from grace. Like, when, when they bought him, like, it, it was such a big signing. And, you know, this is a guy who, he, I think he was a young, he was the under-17s or under-20 England uh, player of the tournament. And and people and, and the tournament that he won, other players who'd won that had been the likes of Messi, Harry Kane like really, really phenomenal yeah, big players. players. Yeah. Like and he scored an incredible amount of goals, top with golden boot in that as well. And he's just completely completely disappeared. It's it's a real shame because you know, he's still young, he's still he's not even twenty three still, but he just he just looks Broken.
2: He went to Liverpool. Everyone was like, this guy's going to set the world on fire. And he just, boo took a nosedive. Did nothing. He was meant to. He was meant
0: to. Strange one. Strange one. Yeah, for sure.
2: And then, gentlemen, this next one, and I believe I called it on our last podcast, Everton 2, Leicester City 1. Did you boys get a chance to watch it?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, I, I, I did get a chance to watch it, and I think we all predicted this in the end. I think there, or at least I, I do know that I said myself that I think Leicester are going to struggle. Um, you know, we'll get into what's happened pre, uh, more recently, but, um, yeah, Everton, Everton looking really good in this game as well. And Leicester, Leicester looking like they were, they had a lot of possession, but just struggling to that final third, just didn't seem to have enough to get over the line. And, uh, and, and Everton, uh, you know, solid win for them.
1: Yep. Playing well. I think, I think it shows um, how Leicester are desperately in need in a a bit of squad development because, you know, a lot of the guys they were reliant on, and I think we're seeing just how reliant in the last two or three years they've become on Jamie Vardy. You know, it's incredible. And the moment he stops scoring, there doesn't seem to be another option
0: for them. Yeah, for sure.
1: They've got other players there. They've got Ian Acho and stuff, but uh, he's he's just not good enough to, to kind of take that position off Vardy completely like in when you know two, three years when Vardy probably is is probably easing up. But uh yeah, Leicester Leicester have to make some big changes. But anyways, we'll we'll get on to that. But yeah, we a great will. result from Everton.
2: Totally. And we will talk about Leicester a little bit more and Jamie Vardy. One of the shocks of uh, of that game week, gentlemen, was West Ham three, Chelsea two. Massive win for the Hammers. Massive.
0: Huge not win. And, and, and really, if you're Luke Connolly. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, poor Luke. I mean, I was watching this game, and that's all. Like, that's all I thought about, it. Luke. I have to be honest yeah, with you. I was anytime. like, I was obviously super happy that Chelsea lost, but I'm also not that's a fan cool. of West Ham. Um, and I and I just thought, I'm like, oh man, this is like the worst thing that could happen for Villa, or even for any other team in that bottom, that bottom bracket, because they so everybody's so close. And so when a team like yeah. this gets a win like this, this is a win that you sort of aren't expecting in the points you're counting when you get to sort of whether or not you're going to go down or not, and. Uh, and they you know, massive points for West Ham in this game. And and they deserved it.
1: They did. You know, and that's that's the thing that hurts the most. They really did deserve um the points, but it it I don't know, there's the, no the word i am got a lot of words. Like it's it's a case of uh you know, I I can't be upset by them because they've not done anything wrong. They played well. Yeah. They they played a very good Chelsea side, and and they they came up trumps. But this is remember this is a team. This is Chelsea's bogey team. Remember they lost to them again. Oh, at the start yeah. of the season they lost one 0 Yeah, uh, in,
0: yeah in did November, the so did the double on them? Uh, on the
1: double on them. Yeah, and and West Ham right at the bottom, and Chelsea looking so good since they come back from the break, and. You know, they just—they just seem to really, really struggle. But it's—you know—it's a—it's a London derby, and and you know, there's there's always been a bit of blood between them. So I can't say I'm overly surprised. Obviously, based on on how they are in the table, but massive problem for Villa. You know, to see West Ham picking up points was...
0: Yeah, was I mean, lovely. we, we yeah. spoke about it in the last pod. It was like, oh, because I thought West Ham looked so bad that they were just going to dive bomb. Oh, absolutely. And then this happens, and I was like, what the fuck? You, <laughs> you know, know like, what, though? Never would have thought Sunis, Graham Soonis
2: made a comment the other day, and I rarely, if ever, agree with Graham Soonis. Yeah, he pisses me off most of the time. Yeah, if you look at West Ham's lineup, even their subs bench, and if you, if you even considered they'd be in a relegation battle with that squad.
0: It's kind of surprising, yeah, for sure.
2: It's shocking. It's nothing other
0: than Yeah, it's
2: it's bonkers. So if they do get relegated for me, and I kind of would like to see it, no one would deserve it more because you can't have that type of squad. There's a lot of skill on that squad and and get relegated. If you get it, you deserve it. Um, Brian, Sheffield United (laughs) (laughs) 3, Tottenham Hotspur 1, Take us through a path. Before we before you get into it though, I will tell you I saw Brian, like I was alluding to earlier in the pod, the day after this in the park. And if yeah. wanted to see a dejected man, that was Brian Ireland right in front of me.
0: <laughs> this was this was brutal, man. This was one of the worst kind of feelings I've had with Spurs in a while. It was just like, fuck me. That was so bad. And there was just a lot wrong with it. I know you guys, I'm sure you guys saw the the VAR call that Harry Kane's got, goal got pulled oh, yeah. back. Um, I mean, one, probably one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in football ever. Like, it just makes absolutely no sense that that's a handball. Um, he's fouled in the first place, so it should have been an advantage. And then he gets, the, he gets it's the abusive. ball. Yeah, Even kicked today, in. today, Jose Mourinho is still mentioning Michael Oliver's I mean, name. It was yeah. He was having a laugh about it. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, so I, I th- obviously a big moment, and that puts us 1-1 right after they had scored, and I think um, the game is different. Obviously, you can easily say that, but I think Jose made a point, and I have to agree with him. Um, even though he's driving me crazy right now, I have to agree with him, uh, is that... um the team needs to respond better than that. They need to, they need to, if they are in that situation, recognize, look, we've just been hard done by, but let's, we're better than this anyway. And we're going to go out there and we're going to, we're going to take it to them. We're going to get the win. Instead they fell apart. Like just, Fucking pathetic! It was so sad. Those two goals were some of the worst goals I've seen scored. But just the defenders just staring at a guy while he's sitting in the middle of the six-yard box, not nobody even like marking him at all. And, and you're just going, "What are you guys doing?" So it was it was a shambles at that point. And I thought we played pretty good football for about thirty minutes at the beginning of the game, and then that happened, and everything was just absolute garbage. And to give Sheffield credit, they were they were the better side. They deserved to win, and and uh, you know, shout out to them, I guess. But um, it's probably one of the worst things that could have happened at them in that moment because it's a game we should win. And if we won that game, and then we we win the game against Everton, we're we're in the mix there for that even that Champions League spot. But I don't think that's a possibility, and I don't even think Europa League is probably not likely either. So we'll see how it pans out depending on what everybody else does, mm-hmm.
2: but you said to me the following day that you want him sacked. Now, you played <laughs> my- today and we'll
0: get to that but I want to ask you more importantly <laughs> about
2: his comments after that loss about the players. Those are Jose's season 3 comments. What
0: no, are- I know. So so and and I thought that as well and I actually
2: listeners let let them know what he did say.
0: Well, I mean, he said he's basically called his team out so said they weren't good enough and they there's they're not showing any effort and and it's it you know um it's their fault and they need to sort it out and th- in that situation, it it is it does remind me of those situations we've seen with Jose before. But what has happened since then, and what's been said and what's been done since then? Which again, we'll get into with the next result. So maybe maybe let, let me let me answer that I, yeah, question I once we we talk about today's game because because it does it does um, have a have a sort of a, an ending to that to that story.
1: you sound like the the uh, <laughs> the infomercial breaks in between Jerry Springer. <laughs> Find out what happens next. Great dude, coming up next. Come is up next. The father. Maybe it's David.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? We got to We got to keep our listeners uh, on their toes. Well, you know? COVID football, man. You got you to, <laughs> you
1: know, you got to
2: angle your way around it. But here's another huge game. The two big boys playing against each other. And I don't want to say it again, but I did call this. And I believe you, 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 did you absolutely I did. believe all of you went against me. I could be wrong. I don't remember. But I think all of you went against me. I said they were going to thrash them.
0: I didn't I don't know if I said it, I probably went against the thrashing idea but I think I did say that uh, I think City will win comfortably but I mean 4-0 is pretty is pretty yeah. powerful.
2: Manchester City 4 Liverpool 0 was this just uh was this just we're the champions we've been celebrating and we don't give a
0: fuck yeah I think you got to give them that man what else are you going to do what else are you going to do in COVID in that scenario too there's also so many other 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 things there I mean yeah I mean what would you have been doing how much how much would you have been pounding and partying for weeks you know know, oh right we got to play football again fuck that
2: I I (laughs) saw the party that Virgil van Dyke was at where he was watching and it looked like there was madness at least 50 people there I don't know about this whole global pandemic thing but
0: yeah i'm, I'm well, I mean, guessing the entire squad was there i mean they're training together so if it's if it's the same people who train together with the same staff then arguably there shouldn't be an issue with it because they've already they've already committed to that bubble but yeah i mean it still would look a little bit like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it looked like
2: family members and everything was i don't know what was happening but it's fine but
1: i i I'll tell you like what i enjoyed though boys was Seeing Phil Foden finally getting the opportunity, Ooh. can we just agree that this kid, for
0: he's, me, he's incredible. Like,
1: he looks like one of the the best football uh, young talents in the world. I would say easily in the world. Like he, his touch, he's so confident. Like the only player that makes him like that overshadows is Kevin De Bruyne, and Kevin De Bruyne for me is the best midfielder in the world at this moment in time. Sweet. So. It, it you know for for you only just to be peaked by the current world best midfielder, you know there's he, his his talent and his his opportunity is limitless. Like the kids, the kids just turned twenty. He's, he's barely
0: he's like, barely playing too. I yeah. mean, he's just starting to now a little bit because yeah. I think I think uh, Pep's going to put a lot on him next season because he's 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 good enough. Like like well, Lou says, cool. incredible about
2: City, too, when we had uh, our City friend on uh, a little while back. David Silva's not going to be there next season, so there's going to be a spot and there's going to be minutes, and Phil Foden will slot in there very nicely. He's a treat to watch. He was dominant in this game, um, and I would say he's quite literally the future of England's midfield slash attacking midfield treat treat to watch tough to say that as a as a united fan as well but yeah just the beating and then the comment from pep is that uh i guess they were still drinking beers or something like that he made a joke about how liverpool drank too many beers
0: last week Yeah, and he's, it, right. It, he's right he's yeah. right which is great i like to see that though i like to see the having a laugh about it you know
2: yeah. totally without question and then uh, we're just gonna keep uh we're gonna keep moving along here boys uh Norwich at home losing 1-0 to, to Brighton. I don't want to talk about the game but too much, but did you see the number of Norwich players that did not go back to the locker room after the 90 minutes and either sat on the pitch or sat on the bench just absolutely gutted, full of frustration. Uh, that team is broken. They know they're going down. They're in shambles and... Any team, I think, who's playing them from here on out, it's got to be an easy three points.
0: I didn't. Yeah. Uh, did you see that, Luke? Go ahead, mate. I didn't. I didn't I did, see that.
1: I, I saw. Uh, I saw highlights. I actually didn't see the game, but I did see them like that, kind of dejected. And when you see players kind of sat like that, there's, there's no argument with what Dave said. He, uh, he's yeah. bang on. And you know, I, d- I do feel for them. And it must be, it must be really difficult for any team to you know, to go, to go down and then to come back up again and then just to just have so little, so little opportunity and and so little firepower and and so little ability to win those games. And it's not, I don't think it's bad management. I don't, I think they didn't spend enough. I think that's obvious. They, they put too much trust on the squad that had come up. But um, it is, it's just sad because they really are, they're, they're a very iconic British English team and uh, they've been around, they've, they've, you know the owners. Delia Smith is a well-known English woman. Um, it's it's sad. It is sad. I, I've yeah. always had a soft spot for them.
0: Yep. I think that I think that might be back. I think that you know they've got if they can keep their core squad, which they probably will. I mean, who's going to leave? The, there's not a lot of players there that are going to are going to get. Um, well,
1: their right back will go. Um, is it God? Uh, yeah,
0: I think
2: is going to go. He's a centre back that that's not that bad. There's about Aaron. two or three of
0: them, I think, right? Can't
1: come. Maybe Cantwell will go. Yeah, you know, and you've lost two main defenders, your main creative midfielder. And potentially yeah, maybe.
0: Yep. we'll see. We'll see if they do want to oh, stick with them. But
2: yeah, poor Norwich. Yep, and then gentlemen, Leicester three, Crystal Palace nil. Great result for Leicester, but more importantly, Jamie Vardy joins the Century Club with 100, 100 Premier League goals. He is the second youngest player to. No, no, the stat is okay. So he was the second oldest player to start playing in the Premier League after Ian Wright and still get to the Century Club. You got at 24 years old, he was working in a factory.
0: Yeah, I know. I know.
2: 100 Premier League goals. Guys, this story, the story of Jamie Vardy, incredible.
0: It's impressive for sure, and uh, couldn't have had an easier finish on the on the tap in for that hundredth too, which was yeah. which was kind of funny because he's he had a, a bunch of other chances leading up to it, not just in this game but in previous games where you know that Jamie Vardy goal where he tucks it in high, short like corner or whatever, just from a wacky angle, just has the ability to f- like finish every shot, just kept hitting the side netting or just missing or just missing, and then he gets a he gets like probably the easiest tap in you could possibly imagine, which was uh, which good to see. I, I, it's a great story. He's likeable to me i mean he he's a he's a blue collar guy um you know he's he's just super normal dude but also he's probably he's probably a bit of a um I don't know what you. <laughs> you I guarantee know, me
1: he's mental. He's a
0: part, he's, mental. he's He's a a scally, scally he man.
2: Yeah.
1: Pretend <laughs> that Jamie. That's Bolling what I mean. That's nice. what I mean. Dude. That's I That's, that's,
0: that's is, what I'm saying. I'm trying to be nice about it, but I, but but yeah, I still like him. I still feel like he's a like his story's likable. Maybe that's what it is. But, it's, exactly. I think no. the
1: rise yeah. from you know we talked about the percentages. What is it like? Uh, like less than four percent or three percent of these young lads going through the youth system make it. Yeah, Just As a professional footballer, let alone. Make it to the Premier League after after coming in so late after being dropped after this after that. So from the from the story of inspiration and adversity, yeah, absolutely. From the story of Jamie Vardy being a spokesperson for the UK, no, <laughs> so, like there's tons of you look, you go dig in you'll find. Well, you don't have to dig even that hard. There's a lot of, a lot of anti Jamie uh, stories out there, but I will give him to score a hundred goals in the Premier League you know Peter Crouch is up there there's a couple of really big english strikers that have done it and and he and he deserves the accolade that's coming with it so well done Jamie Vardy and uh I hope you continue to pick up a couple more and it looks like he will to be honest
0: and this is a big result for Leicester in this situation as well crystal palace as we you, talked about had a, had a good uh good you know sort of running up to this um started to fall off a little bit but you know they, they were an informed team um and Leicester just—they just finally looked like they came out of their shell and yeah. started playing the way they know how to play. And it was—it was—I uh, was like, "Oh shit!" There's, there's the team that uh, sort, sort of similar to what Sheffield did. There's the team that w- we we would expected to see after they got fit and got you know game fit, whatever whatever else. So, um, mm-hmm. good on them, Leicester. So making it making it even harder for the other teams trying to finish in that top four.
2: Well, we, t- we talk about that top four, right? But I think yeah, that three and four position, and it wasn't the case months ago because Leicester were very comfortable. It, it, it's There's three teams fighting for that very tightly, in, which brings us to our next result. Manchester United 5, Bournemouth 2. Um, I have to tell you, as a Manchester United fan, this is the most fun I've had watching this team probably in about seven or eight years. This was uh, a team... On paper with the midfield of Bruno Fernandez and Paul Pogba, with a front three, Rashford, Marshall, and a young man by the name of Mason Greenwood, that just kept me excited from beginning to end. Don't get me wrong, where there's some defensive mistakes, Harry Maguire just gets done. David De Gea, again, I'm, I'm fuming. I'm fuming. And if this was last season, season before, we lose 1 0. We go up and we score. We score again. Marshall, top corner. Mason Greenwood, left foot, foot, right foot. Bruno Fernandes, I agree with Luke. Kevin De Bruyne is the best midfielder in the world. He's definitely the best midfielder in the Premier League. There's no way Bruno Fernandes isn't the second best midfielder in the league right now. This guy is pulling the goddamn strings. He's sensational. He really is. It's disturbing to watch him. I always knew he had the potential. I always knew he was good in Portugal. This guy like don't wrong, Paul Pogba in a deeper role playing great. This is Bruno Fernandez's team. He literally yeah. this is his team. They were entertaining. They gave up a couple of goals, but guys, I haven't seen them this well balanced in a long time. I don't know if any of you guys caught the game or the highlights, but what do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm just annoyed by it to be honest with <laughs> uh, you. Yeah. But but yeah, just obviously because that's where we were uh, not, you know, a couple seasons ago. I, United look really good and absolutely um you have to you have to give give him credit. Uh, Fernandez has been It's really hard to watch as a Spurs fan cuz we we had him almost over the line um in January and for whatever reason Levy obviously we know the reason didn't want to spend the money and um we didn't get the player we, that you guys clearly have who has Absolutely changed your team, yeah. From a team that looked, you know, sort of like trying to figure who, what their identity is, to a team that looks like they know exactly what they're doing when they're on the pitch, and that's where you probably enjoyed it so much because you're like the confidence looks. It's scary, man, and uh, I'm annoyed by it. But yeah, they they look great. So and it was it, easy. I mean, it was also Bournemouth, but Can you breathe five, five goals how, is five goals. <laughs> how close?
2: Because I thought. Spurs, what was it? Just was he agreeing to go to Spurs? Yeah, thing.
0: Yeah, he he had agreed. They like every like. I think he even came out and spoke about it uh, just before or just after he went to United. He was like, "Yeah, I was just about to sign for Spurs." I I forget the exact reasoning, um, but it wasn't you know it was was typical of Spurs. It was Spurs probably just you know couldn't couldn't get over the two million somewhere, and that was it. And they dropped the dropped the deal. And I mean. He would have done the same thing to Spurs, I think. I think you're right. I think he's made it his team. And I think you bring him into any team and that's what he's going to do. You can just see he knows exactly. And he's got the tool. This is the thing. United have had the, all those tools there, all those players he can play with, but nobody to give him the, get them the ball the way he can. And the way he can just uh, control, offensively control uh, a game is incredible. Yeah,
1: Connie, I just, just really quickly want to ask, as, as a United fan, how does it feel watching uh, Mason Greenwood? What like what, what are you feeling watching this kid? Oh, well,
2: you mentioned Phil Foden earlier, and you talked about teenagers. You talked about English teenagers, and I, I am so impressed with Phil Foden. I think what Mason Greenwood is about to start doing will overshadow maybe any other teenager on the planet. He is Robin Van Persie meets Andy Cole. It's the, it's incredible. And he's 18 years old. He hasn't grown into his man body. He can hit it on his left. He can hit it on his right. And he does that thing that Aguero does, where he hits it with a certain amount of power that he doesn't have to push back. So it's a surprise. So the goalie doesn't understand how much power...
0: Snapshot. Yeah.
2: yeah. And not a lot of strikers can do it. He's... He's just deadly. It's it's a treat to watch. He's still young. He's going to get better, but it's nice to hear other fans from other clubs, like even Liverpool, Man City fans, saying you
0: can't it's deny it. Yeah, special. So
2: good. I'm a United fan. I hate City, but he's a special talent. And you know what? If you're a football fan, it's a treat to watch these guys.
1: Well, there was a fun uh, fun comment thrown out there by one of your uh, one of your legends. I think it came from Paul Schools, and he said. When asked about this United team, and uh, specifically after that performance, he said that if United bring in Sancho, it isn't it isn't uh, Greenwood that's going to suffer; it will be Rashford. Oh yeah. So would you would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, because ultimately, and again, I think it's just because of age. Sancho will not Sancho, excuse me. Uh, Greenwood will be one of the best number nines on the planet. He r- he literally will. He's a natural goal scorer. And then I think it's going to be a battle between those other three. And I, I'm i a big Marshall guy. He's strong. He's powerful. And I think he offers a little bit more than Rashford. So it'll, yeah, it'll be up to, and you know what, but you know this, Luke, and Brian knows this. You look at Man City, you look at Liverpool, you need competition in those spots, but not just competition, competition at the highest level. There's a time Young Ming's son couldn't get into the Spurs team because that's how good Deli Alley and the other front three were. You want and need that. And it's just, if, you, if they do get Sancho in, hopefully it pushes all of them to raise their level. But we'll see. But I'm, I could not be more excited about a player
0: than I am. You, would, you couldn't wait to talk about this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was just, I haven't seen a game like
2: this. Usually when we go down one nothing, it, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, and then we, we scored three goals, and and they were great goals. So it, it was enjoyable. But I'll move on. This game was a bit of a shock for me. I had, uh, so Wolves nil Arsenal 2 I thought Wolves were going to take care of them. Another big win for Arsenal boys.
1: Yeah, really, uh, really interesting. I read um, some fun statistics about Arsenal, and it was almost hard to believe, but Arsenal have conceded less than any team in the Premier League, bar one, since 2020. They've scored the most goals in the league in 2020, bar one, and they've picked up the most points in 2020 bar two or three. It's like, so this is an Arsenal team that I thought we were saying we were on fire. And in fact, actually their, their 2020 stats are actually very, very good.
2: Yeah. No, they, they they're good. And, and especially since they've, you know, they've come back, they look like they're playing better by the start of the year. They're playing better. I still think there's a lot missing, but I mean, there's some players in there. Like we talk about Greenwood. We talk about Foden. Let me ask you, Luke, this Saka kid just signed a contract. He's a teenager. This kid's a talent as well. This is a great player. This looks like another young generation coming through. I'm not going to call it a golden generation, but some really nice young players coming through. If you're an English football fan, like he's exciting.
1: Yeah, it, it's very exciting, and and honestly, I've said this for years. Though the problem with being an English soccer fan or an English football fan internationally is that. You just know we'll fuck it up, <laughs> and that's. But it's but it's not the Absolutely. case of we'll water on is the wet pitch. We we might do that if we get a penalty shoot mm-hmm. or something. But where will actually go wrong is before that, when these children and when these kids are developing into into the mature adults that win the World Cup and the Euros and stuff like that. No. The media, the media no. will find any opportunity to tear them down. Shred they've them. done it with Grealish. They've done it with Kane. They've Shred done it with. Really? Uh, roger That uh, with Rooney, they did it what with Lampard. That? With what is that? What's any happening? opportunity? We. I, oh, it's it's incredible. We, you know, we can't stand. We can't, and we love writing about. You know, it's coming home. It's this. It's this. And no nation wants to win a European or a World Cup more than the UK or than England right now because. We God, we need it desperately, you know. Nineteen sixty-six is a long, long time. Well, maybe
2: if Kane but, could square it over to Sterling, you wouldn't have any problem.
1: Hey, <laughs> fucking, you know, goddamn it. We'll have to let that slide eventually, but still, not not quite yet. But a wonderful player. Um, but let's let's just talk about something while while we're on the uh, the subject. I don't know if you boys have just seen, but um, apparently, breaking news. Um, David Ornstein at Arsenal has said that. They are happy and willing to accept offers for Matteo Ganduzzi this summer, and apparently he's been training alone for the past two weeks. I was going so out of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's, this huge, huge. Now there was obviously two weeks. I think it was two weeks ago when they played Brighton. There was there was real problems. He he kicked off. He grabbed a guy by the throat. But that for me, he's been one of their. They're better players in, in this struggling adaptation of the Mikel Arteta way of Arsenal. And I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on that, boys.
2: So, sorry, Brian, I'm just going to jump. So, what I've understood, because I saw it earlier today, and it is, it's breaking from today. Apparently, he's been spoken to once, he's been spoken to twice, and, and three incidents he's had. And Arteta is saying, listen, I'm not a soft manager. You're done. You're training with the reserves. He's never going to play with. He's never going to play in an Arsenal shirt ever again. And,
0: and wow, I, I didn't even know
2: any of this was happening. It all went down today. It, well, it all came out today. He's asking for a transfer. I guess Arteta has said enough's enough, man. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not running a playground over here. I'm a football manager. This is Arsenal. You play in the Premier League. They've fallen out, and and apparently it's not Arteta. He's he's been out of line a number of times.
0: Apparently, I'm curious what 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 that means when it's out of line. How you know stories come is, out. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm just curious more than anything. I, I, it's speculative, but uh, be interesting to see what what the trigger is for that uh, to happen. Wow, that uh, that's crazy. I had no idea about that because you're right. He was seemingly um, you know part of the the sort of the the next version of what Arsenal is going to be like. a young player coming through. He's got a lot of energy. Pretty good player. Like still yeah. you know, missing missing some characteristics, but you know growing into himself as well. And wow, that's that's massive. You saw the potential for a good player there. He was up yeah. and down, but I think he was that. Play- Player
2: who did let his emotions get the best of him and he was rash at times. And yeah, yeah, uh, apparently his attitude is terrible, but yeah, no surprises. But ultimately, uh, a very good win for Arsenal playing against Wolves. Gents, the next one was very rudimentary Arsenal three, Watford nil. Chelsea three, you mean? Sorry, sorry, d- d- sorry, yeah. Chelsea three, Watford nil. I want to kind of take a quick moment here and and it's weird because they're the team that my team united are fighting against for top 4 and this is going to be a weird comment i love watching chelsea i actually think their team that they've built with the young players they're a team that when they're on yes i want them to lose because of the implications they're a team i enjoy watching and i'm impressed with frank Man- frank lampard as a manager this season what do you guys think uh,
0: I'll, I'll chime in there I th- I, I think I, I would agree with some of that um, I do think he's done a pretty good job with the situation that they're in and you see some great young talent coming through um, I think they're a little bit inconsistent I think you, you know you saw what happened uh, against the West against West Ham um, their defense is it needs some work still but they're they've got a really good solid young squad and they've got some great players coming in Timo Werner will be in next season and he's going to start score scoring a lot of goals for them so uh, they're going to be they're going to be right up there uh, I Think challenging, probably um, maybe depending on what happens with the city in Liverpool when the sort of cycle starts to shift again, they'll be they'll be right there to uh, to challenge.
1: Yeah, no, I uh, I would agree, but um, I do, I don't think they will be right there. I think there's something I think there's an experience that we, we seem to be forgetting that these guys and um, the likes of uh, Lampard, Gerald and stuff they've not been managing that long. You know, we look at the managers in the Premier League right now. Everton have got one of the most qualified managers and they're still struggling to to break a top A, you know. Uh, he came in halfway your, through the
0: season, though. I mean, I don't know if you can say that about any any managers come halfway through a season that they're not doing what you No, no no
1: no, 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 Brian, I'm not I'm on not about that. All all right, right, the right, point, the all point right. I'm making is that <laughs> they have that quality now. And I don't think that Chelsea have that in Frank Lampard. Right. I, I said this when, when I said this the moment they signed him. He took a Derby team that finished sixth and didn't get promoted to a Derby team that finished sixth and didn't get promoted. He didn't do anything. Technically, he got them into the playoffs and then they lost again in the playoffs. So I, 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 I don't think... There's been enough for me that would suggest. Do I think with the signings they're gonna they're gonna make are they gonna be a great team next year? Yes. Can I see them challenging City or Liverpool for the title? Absolutely not.
0: Okay, so I, I, and that's fair. I'd like to just sort of add to my point and my my reasoning. So first of all, I think um, Frank Lampard is is a winner, right? He's a he's a player who knows how to win, or was a player who knew how to win, win won everything, right? And uh, I think. With better players, he's going to be a much better manager, and I think you can sort of compare it to Pep. And when Pep is like, when Pep loses his best players in his team, he starts to struggle and he starts to make bad decisions. And I think I think that you'll see that with uh, with um, Lampard as well. And I think he's he, because he's got a really good squad right now. He's going to get the best out of them. But if he if he does run into situations where he gets into injury trouble over a season, I think that's when when it'll be problematic for him. But I do think he's got he's good enough as he'll be good enough as a manager manager because he understands football. He's a really, really smart guy. And uh, um, despite what happened at Derby, I don't think that's a good example because he wasn't managing players at the level he, he expects players to be at. And I think that can, that can be a struggle for a manager or for a, a form, former player who's become a manager to get to that. Like, oh, I have to accept the level is lower than it's supposed to be.
2: But just to be clear, because I wonder if the wires were crossed. Brian, do you expect next season for Chelsea to challenge for the title?
0: Ah, uh, it depends on uh, probably not next season. I'd say the season after would yeah. be more likely. I think next season you'll start to see them like maybe be the best of the the rest scenario. Yeah. Or them and Uni- them and United will will be fighting for that. Um, most likely, I think that's what you'll see. I would agree. Uh,
2: I would. I would think you've got for me from what I'm seeing right now. You've got. Chelsea and United fighting for that three and four spot next year, and again we don't know what's going to happen with the ban with City. Yeah. If players are going to want to leave, and we don't know if Liverpool are going to just you know run out of gas and all that, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I've just been really impressed. The next two, next two, I'm just going to go through pretty quickly. Burnley, Sheffield tie one each. Newcastle, West Ham tie two two. Liverpool 2, Aston Villa, nil. Jesus Christ. I watched this game. Brian watched this game. Luke was camping. We were updating him about the game. This was frustrating, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm, just, I'm going to speak about it. I'm going to ask Brian's opinion. watch it, and then obviously we'll go to Luke. This was a game for about 60-plus minutes where Villa weren't just in the game. They were playing with Liverpool. Uh, my frustration was they weren't creating chances. Liverpool do have a pretty solid defense. I was frustrated with opportunities they had to create. They didn't do it, but this was an opportunity to take a point off champions. And again, they didn't, but Brian, you watched it. What was your take on this one?
0: Yeah. I, very similar to yours, mate. I, I thought it was a really good game. I thought Villa for about 65 minutes or so, just before that goal. I forget when it, when it was scored at, but um it was uh it was a great game to watch i was like this is good football both teams are 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 going for it um, liverpool's quality obviously came into play in a lot of cases when it came to ball retention i thought villa gave the ball away cheaply on a few occasions that had they been able to maintain it maybe they they, they would would have uh, gotten some more chances um I was impressed by Liverpool or by Aston Villa. I mean, Liverpool did Liverpool. They, they, they got the goal that you would expect them to get. Um, and, and Villa, like you said, just didn't have enough going forward. Just there's no, their, their, their top goal scorer hasn't scored in nine, nine or 10 games, I think it is. And, uh, Jackie boy's gotta, he's gotta step up and, and find a way to score or find somebody's gotta find a way to get him in the ball in positions he can because it just, there was no chances even. It was just from everything up until that final third it was great. And then disappeared.
2: Luke, well, give us your assessment. and I've got some, some opinions as well about Jackie boy, but I'll wait till Luke kind of gives us his thoughts on the game as a whole.
1: So I, I caught the game. Once I got back, I kind of got through some good highlights, watch match of the day's analysis as well. Um, I, I, it, it's nothing different to what I've been telling you to telling the, uh, the four people that listen to us every week. <laughs> um, it it's, it's, it's just typical Villa right now. We are playing Enjoyable football. I think we are substantially more um, competitive than the likes of a Norwich. I actually think right now we're playing far better than the likes of a Bournemouth. And I, and I think there's other teams in the league that are that are higher up. That really we, we're playing better than. We just cannot see a win or a point or anything over the line. And the fact, the fact of the matter is very simple: we cannot score goals. Correct. We have no. We thought Samata. Hey, he looked good at the end. Comes back after the COVID break and can't seem to can't seem to get anywhere near the goal. Keenan Davis, given given faith, given time, doesn't doesn't seem to get any goals. Like holds the ball up well, plays the ball well, but it's you bang on, uh, Connie. It's uh, it's a case of just there's no there's no there's no finish it's like it's like a it's like a tiger with his teeth removed he still wants to be ferocious but ultimately he's just you know gumming you in the arm and it's just like what the fuck toothless, is going on toothless and i'll tell you
2: there was about 3 or 4 occasions where they just needed that final ball and yeah. whether it was jota or somebody else it just fucked it right up cuz their counter yeah. their counter was fantastic they had liverpool literally on the ropes literally on the ropes three or four times. I'm like, this is going to be a goal. And they literally botched it. That yeah. final ball. And I'm, and I'm not blaming the strikers there. It's that ruthlessness that a Liverpool or a city or even a Spurs when they were, when they were banging on a year and a half ago, that final ball, you need like a striker needs, or even an attacking player needs one chance to put it in the net. They couldn't muster up that ball. And it was infuriating. It, it, it,
1: yeah. It's, it's it's very infuriating and what hasn't helped us is that a lot of the players that have come back are, are really struggling you know we've not seen the John McGinn we saw before, pre-injury and, and it's a real shame but I mentioned John McGinn because we, we were speaking about this, weren't we, guys? About the fact that McGinn has come out and criticised post game this five substitution rule, and and it's rightly so. You know, we said this, and and the lower team said this as well. But just to give you an idea, you know, what he's actually said is is his following. I've got it written here in front of me. So he was obviously asked after the game. He said, you know, we've been in this position position where we can't get over the line, uh, we can't take half from it from the position where we have to keep going. We can't thank the guy who invented the five sub rule. It's affected us twice. It's up to us now to get the goals and create chances. And the fact of the matter is, it's it's true. You know, when Liverpool can bring Sadio Mane on in the 71st minute, like it you know, who's really benefiting? I I want to be fair here.
2: Mane started the whole game, but they brought on Firmino Henderson and Munienum all in the 60th. And did Mane start? M- M- Mane yeah. started. Oh, did Mane started. Mane, yeah. Henderson and Wendem, uh, and then they made a couple of key subs after that. But those three in one go, which, I mean, who's doing that when you have three subs only? It doesn't happen. But they have the luxury to do that, to your point, Luke. And honestly, it changed the game. It was Firmino doing what he does, moving the shape of the line, freeing up
1: Mane for. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah, what he does, he's not a conventional striker, Correct. and people people are always analysing him, and his numbers are constantly panned. I, th- I don't think he hasn't scored in like seventeen home games or something ridiculous, but he he doesn't need to. What he provides that team is that flow, that that wonderful little connection, and when you've got the likes of Sadio and Mohamed on on your sides, you don't need to worry. Like you know that these guys, and then behind them, you've got guys who can score, whether it's Cato, whether it's Oxman-Chamberlain, whether it's Fabinho, whether it's Henderson, whether it's one Eldon, like they've such quality across the board. It, I, I think he's a. I think he's a wonderful striker, and I think he's doing a perfect, perfect job just, at uh, Liverpool.
2: Just to lament your point, it, it's online. You could probably find it on YouTube. Michael Owen breaks down this first goal, the movement that Firmino does to move the defenders to allow Trent to make the pass to Mane, the work off the ball he does to free up those two. It, it's and Harry Kane does a good job of this at times. It's classic underrated number nine stuff, and, and he. Really is underrated and the role
1: he plays on that team. But just before you yeah. uh, you move on, yeah. Tony, I just want to mention uh, Graham Souness. Obviously, we mentioned him earlier. Oh, Did you see what he said about Grealish? That's what I was going to bring
2: up before I moving mean, oh. Jackie Boys. So, uh, I mean, I'll say it or you say. Essentially, what he said, and I'll, I'll paraphrase, and you you tell me what if I missed anything, is that he doesn't see what everybody else sees now. We all know, well, I think that Jack Grealish is a fantastic player. So, I want to get your opinion on it, Luke. But then I also want to ask Brian, similar like Bruno Fernandes, Sporting Lisbon, if you put Jack Grealish on Tottenham or on Liverpool or on Man City, and maybe it's for both of you, is he that good? And and does he go to, is he a player at that next level? Or is there any truth to what Soonis is saying? Luke, I'll start with you.
1: So, I I kind of I kind of like Graham. I have like, but he's becoming he's becoming a bit of an asshole. He's becoming kind of like what the Roy Keane is to to analysis. He's he's just there to poke the fire, yeah. and he knows what he's doing. And he and he's gone in and he's
0: kind He's of, a prick. He's,
1: yeah, he is, and he's he's made that kind wow. of like little <laughs> little kind of thing for himself, that little corner. But just just to kind of what he was saying is he thinks that uh, he said I would never want to be the most fouled player in the Premier League. Yes. And what that indicates to him based on that statistic is that he's holding onto the ball too long. And as a result of that, it means that he's not seeing the picture quickly enough. Now this went on and, and uh, someone commented and Jack actually responded just on Twitter today. Oh, did he? And this is a great statistic. So um, most chances created in the Premier League, number one, obviously Kevin De Bruyne, 101 chances in 2,343 minutes. Jack Grealish, is the second highest creative player in the in the in the Premier League. 80 chances creative with 216, uh, two hundred and sixteen at two thousand six hundred and ninety-four minutes, and James Madison two behind with about two games behind. So bar Kevin De Bruyne, no player makes more chances in the Premier League than Jack. Greening. He's just got nobody so, on
0: the end of it. That's right. his. Big, that, this is the
1: problem. Yeah. He's he one man. He's one man.
0: It doesn't matter. How
1: Carried your good team he for
0: two seasons now. So
1: it's he it, it just he can't. The kid is and and you know does he go down easily? I would go as far as saying I actually don't think I, he does. I don't think, I think so either. He's really smart and he knows how to put his body in the way. He knows how to draw a foul. Yep. And if you watch him hold the ball, his legs and his his strength, his lower half strength is freakish. It's free I love and the play, and nobody seems to know how to how to handle him. So he does get fouled, and they are deserved fouls.
0: Yeah, I would just add to that, and 100% agree. Is that um, I absolutely think he would do wonderful on any of those teams you mentioned. I think he's good enough with the players around him if he's creating if he creates. Those chances, as Luke has just uh, said, the stat for—I mean, that's insane. If he's got people on the end of the balls, and if, and if his quality of like the—I mean, chances created—it means that it's a chance. So the quality of the ball must have been good enough for it to be counted as a chance. So there's going to be players on the end of that. You got your Harry Kane on the end of that. You got your Sergio Aguero on the end of that. You got you know like uh, any any of the front three in Man United. You got a, any of those players around. The, you know, the Man United don't need you need them anymore. Thankfully. Oh no no, but, no no no. We've got, <laughs> We've got maybe Jacky. Maybe Jackie will come to come to Spurs. I would take him in a second. I think I think Spurs are missing that player right now. I think La can do it, but he's not he's not um a, a- proper number 10, I think really should be fantastic at Spurs. I'd love to have him. I think he'd, I think he'd
2: ask United playing right beside Bruno Pogba. No, midfield.
0: you don't need him. You got uh, Pogba. We'll You're fine. <laughs> hey, look,
2: look at, listen, look at Man City. I love <laughs> how
0: we're like fighting over Villa's best player. Well Luke, well, Luke sits there quietly listening. <laughs> play in midfield. But
2: yeah, it was, uh, it was disappointing because it looked like there was a chance for Villa to get something out of it. But we go again, Southampton, big shop beating a uh, city one nil there. Pep with a couple of terrible substitutions. First time ever, gents. Uh, Pep loses three away games in a row as a professional manager.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if this counts. As I think, put an asterisk beside that, um, that I just don't know how much it matters when you're going to a, an away ground that's that like, doesn't have a crowd. Like yeah. it just it's it's not really the same thing. I get that it's an easy thing to measure, but I wouldn't take it with any. I pinch, pinch of salt for me,
2: and he's rotating the squad like the Bruyne coming yeah. off the bench. And he, isn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't. off Sterling and Mora's in one go. I'm like, okay, buddy, I get it. And then Brian today, Tottenham Hotspur won, Everton nil, Mourinho classic one 0 snoot. Tell me something different.
0: <laughs> nah, there's nothing to say about it, mate. It was. Uh, it, I'm just glad we won. I was happy today. It was. Uh, it was a much better performance defensively. We looked much better, and I loved Alderweireld and Eric Dyer playing together. I think that's the Pairing, I think if you're going to look at like two smart players, um, big players who can control um, that that defense uh, and and really just communicate what what needs to happen in front of them, uh, we're in good we're, we'll be in good shape defensively. Um, offensively, still struggling. Still, I mean, I think get the defense right first and build off of it anyway. So maybe this is a starting point. We can get that keep keep that defense solid and uh, and start to score more goals. Sonny and Loris uh, got into a little bit of a scrap. That was oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, nothing for me just to just to let uh, my, my I I don't know if anybody. The videos of of the uh, the interview with Lloris and the interview with Mourinho, but they were both pretty funny. Uh, Lloris basically just said, "You know what? He wasn't he wasn't playing hard enough. Um, he we had a, 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 a sp- uh, we spoke at halftime and we talked about, or we spoke uh, before the game and talked about the press that we wanted to, do, how much pressure we wanted, and he wasn't doing his job. And I'm the captain. And I had to I had to tell him. He basically just said that, and I was like, wow, like Lloris is the captain now, um, even though he's our captain. You never hear him say shit like that. I, and, and then they that, oh, I like that. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, but it was more brilliant to get to it was was Mourinho's reaction to it as well he's just like I love that that's exactly what I want and I was like why do you love it he's like well it means they're showing they care and I and I I think it might I think what his tactics and you know we talked about it earlier in in the pod that um, do you like Mourinho I think it's worked this time that old that old idea in this case I don't know that if it keeps if he keeps doing it it's going to always work but I think he got some of those players on board to play for him in the way that they needed him to play he needed them to play Um, we'll see if it lasts people will get Get tired of it. It's happened before. The, yeah, hundred percent. That's why I said we'll see. It Mourinho <laughs>
2: style it, for me is not modern football. Modern football with young men is positivity, armor on the back, let them know they're doing a good job. Klopp, yep, Klopp does it. Even
0: I think Cardiola's I think Mourinho do. does that. I think Mourinho does do that, but he also can be a real asshole to them. So it's it's confusing. Whereas a uh, player, a uh, uh, manager who does that the right way will do it always, but will always still get the best out of the player. I think Mourinho kind of digs his own grave a little bit and. And some players respond to it eventually, and then some some don't. So it's 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 massively risky, but it, it worked uh, for today um, to get a win. We desperately needed a clean sheet. Happy about that, yep. um, and, and uh, puts us back into a potential Europa League mix, depending on whatever what what happens with everybody else. Boys, we got three
2: days of football coming up. I'm going to go rapid fire on these games. Rapid. We're not going to spend too much time. We're not going to spend any time. We're going to no. go. <laughs> Crystal Palace at home to Chelsea. Can Crystal Palace get a result out of this? Anything? A point? No. Potentially. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Potentially. They, they have the ability. They've shown it, but uh, I think Chelsea will back, bounce
2: back. I think so as well. Watford at home to Norwich. Are Watford going to smash them?
0: Yes. I agree.
1: Mm, Watford look really crap. So kind of true, I actually.
0: It, I think this. They could, don't, they're not going to smash him. I could see it like a, probably, a quality nil nil draw. Maybe
1: here. a two one. I think I think Nor- Norwich will get a goal. I hope they do. I hope they st- at least pick up a couple of goals.
2: I'm calling it right here. Watford one nil. Big game here, boys. Arsenal. Leicester. Want to hear your opinion very quickly, Brian? Who wins this game or is it a draw?
0: Uh, yeah, for me, I am seeing. I feel like a 2-2 or something like that. I think both teams are going to score goals. I think both defences are, are slightly uh, um, leaky at the moment. Well, Leicester got a clean sheet the re- re- uh, previous, but prior to that, they've been letting in some goals. So I think it'll be a fun game to watch. Luke?
1: Uh, Arsenal will look better, but um, I'm... I'm going to say a draw. I'm going to go draw here because I don't know. I, I But if not, I'm leaning towards an Arsenal victory. Uh, I think Leicester uh, is a struggle. Leicester will win this game. Boys, 1-0. City at home to Newcastle. <laughs> City, just two 1-0s. Very creative.
0: Yeah, so creative,
1: buddy.
2: I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. City at home to Newcastle. Uh, does this have 4-0 written all over it?
1: Uh five yep. six. I think mean, I think they could really run run through Newcastle. New, honestly, the fact that Newcastle beat Sheffield
0: 3-1 blows my mind because they are shite. City they're, are pretty, they're pretty bad. Yeah, I think uh 3-4-0 City
2: City are not a team that like to lose two games in a row. This is gonna be a no player. this next one's intriguing to me. Sheffield at home to Wolves. I can't even really decide. I'm maybe gonna go a draw, maybe uh a, a one-each or a two-two.
0: I'm going with a nil-nil. I see both teams don't score a lot of goals uh, unless they're playing Spurs. Uh, But uh, yeah, nil-nil for me.
1: Yeah, I can see a bit of a stalemate in that one as well. But uh, I'll go Wolves win just to to mix it up. I like it. I like it. Uh, West Ham at
2: home to Burnley. I like Burnley to get a result. You guys aren't going to like this. Fucking hopes. So. You know You're not gonna oh, like it. 1 0 Burnley. That's another 1 0. I'm sorry.
0: I'm <laughs> going. Um, I think uh, West Ham will, uh, will, will score some goals on Burnley as well. I, I don't know. The goals in it for me, I think it's like a 3 2 West Ham.
1: Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck
0: Brian. Yeah.
2: All right. Hey, he's going for it. He's going for it. it. <laughs> <He's> going <laughs> no, up Brighton at home to Liverpool.
1: Smashed. I'd say, well, no. I'm going to say 3 uh, three three one Liverpool.
0: I think Liverpool are going to start playing like I mean they already did uh, in the previous games, but they're going to start playing their youth even more, and they yeah. are going to start to just sort of see that they're still going to get the one nil two 0 wins. It's going to be simple for them.
1: I like a two 0 here. There's a couple. Of, yeah. There's a couple of players who need X amount of appearances to get the, uh, yeah. the Premier League Championship medal as well. Yep. So. You'll see like the Alexa Shaqiri and stuff maybe starting to get some beer. Yeah, absolutely. These guys will want to
2: prove themselves too because they're not getting a lot of minutes. Either put themselves in the shop window or say, hey, remember me, Klopp? I can play. So uh, you still see goals. I look at a 2 0 there. Brian, Bournemouth at home to Tottenham. If you don't smash them, it's. uh, I I don't know what's (laughs) wrong with you guys.
0: I I, I agree 100%.
2: What's really going to happen?
0: Harry Kane hat trick, 3 0. Fuck. Luke, what do you think?
1: Uh, I, th- I think whatever Brian's smoking, I definitely need something. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, not a chance is Harry can't get the hat to get this game. I Come think, on, man. I, gotta- uh, I think it'll be decidingly close, but uh, I'm going to say Tottenham win as well.
2: Everton at home to Southampton, or Everton playing well enough to just get the win here, boys?
0: No, I think Southampton are a good side at the moment. They've, they've had some good results. I think it's going to be a really good game, really close. I think Southampton might even edge it 2-1. Wow.
2: Wow.
0: I'm going to say drool.
2: Interesting. Interesting. I'm not sure about that one. I can't pick up. Maybe lean towards Everton. I like the way they came on against Spurs. Aston Villa at home to Manchester United. Brian, we'll start with you. What happens in this game?
0: Uh, uh, it's, I, it's hard to talk about with Luke in the room. You can be honest,
1: Brian. <laughs> okay. Man, I'm prepared.
0: Uh, I really think United are flying right now. And I think... Villa are going to get smacked pretty bad. I think maybe, I'd say there's at least three or four goals in this for United. I don't see Villa scoring, so 3 4 nil probably, United. Wow. Uh, Luke, what do you think?
1: I think Villa have done a wonderful job since we've come back from the COVID break to lull everyone into a false sense of security. <laughs> and I think this is the game where we're like, you know what, guys? Release the hounds. We're going to tear the shit out of them. But no, no. Ser- it really Please.
0: Can, I- we, can we see that, Luke? I would love that. Wouldn't it be great? Oh, my you know God. Let's like, be- think
1: three up front. Let's play fucking, what, five, two, three. Okay. Can you play that? Up too many people. against Liverpool for about 70 minutes, though.
0: Yeah, I yeah know. We, we not bad we in the just, middle of the park, but yeah, you can't. We, they can't score goals, mate. We all said the same thing. It's struggling in the final third. I, who's going to score any goal for them? Who's going to get them a win? I mean, route it's,
1: one. It's, I'd say route one. Chuck it into the box. Get some tall guys. Maybe even put Mings Mingsy up. Yeah, a new striker, right? <laughs> Heaton, mate.
0: Heaton, he, 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 he Mings he the front go, he's not, and a Front two, not available. Front two and a go, four win, four two. You put, you you put genuine, Grealish in the back. You know, spraying the ball in prediction here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I,
1: uh, the way United are playing, mate, it, if we don't hit the ground running quick, I, do you know what? I could see Villa taking the lead and us losing 3-1. Three, 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 I, I, I have a feeling I could see that. Like, we, we do okay. You can see Holt Yeah, yeah, I can. I, I bet we'll scrape a goal somehow and then, you know, it'll run. run I, trouble I think it's
2: going to be tight. I, th- I see United with a 2-1 victory and I do think Villa will be good value this day. United are playing well. But uh, I just have a feeling Villa are going to show up. Jack might be in the in the shop window saying, "Hey, okay, the last time they played against United, he was literally mesmerizing." So he,
1: no,
0: he has to, yeah, so, he has to, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. So I don't know, gentlemen. That's the upcoming game week. This is what we're looking at.
0: Fantastic stuff, lads. Well, uh, we made it on, in under an hour, just so nicely done. Nicely done. That was that was, that was good. I was I like that quick fire quick fire preview like that. You know, just zip through it, get through all. The I enjoyed game. it. Yeah,
1: lads. I'll just I'll just point this in before we wrap up. Uh, Wonderful player that's just completely slipped out the door, and, and we've all missed it. Nathaniel Klein at Liverpool has been released. Come on, oh, he sure. was his con. His contract ran out last week. His last game, as last day at Liverpool, was Friday. 29 years of age, uh, previous England international, tons of experience. He's a good that's player. Gotta be, that's gotta be an interesting one. If, if Villa stay up, he'd be my number one, he'd, he'd like him. And I'm gonna throw a random one, I'm gonna leave the podcast to simmer on this and for the fans and for anyone to, to get in touch with us. I believe that a good signing for Aston Villa, if we stay up would be Phil Jones. I had this, had this epiphany to get us out of this because this (laughs) is all right. I think he could be oh, on
0: Jaggy. <laughs> I'll get us out of this. Uh, yes. Yeah, if, if you want to check us out on uh, Twitter, uh, we, we're there. We're on, uh, we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram as well. Um, what are the handles? If you Tell them Brian. If it, well, you guys know them better than me. I, it's the North End podcast at. Or at the North End Podcast uh, pod pod or something I don't remember. Um, I oh should, my God, good 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 plus. No no, but That's right. it's the underscore North underscore End underscore there Pod on Instagram. Yeah, it's a really it's really convoluted. It's hard to remember that you're reading it. So let's thank you for that. Um, my point being is, if you want to get a hold of Luke and tell him how crazy he is for for Phil uh, fucking <laughs> Phil Jones on a squad, then well, go the park in opinion or uh, yeah, three million I think he's a great sign or the North End Podcast at Gmail You can uh, you, you can do that offended, one, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know Alright folks, thanks for listening to the pod uh, We'll chat with you in a few days probably Or something like that We'll talk to you soon thanks. Bye Bye This is the North End This is the North End